Hey mama, today let's chat about faith and priorities. I know, I know, run for the hills, <laughs> but this topic is super exciting for me because my goal is to help you redefine the priorities you have so that you create your own priority management system. That's right. So before I can, you know, take you there to do that, let's define your one thing, your calling, your passion, your stay up all night and work because you're called to do this. You feel that calling to do it. Let's talk about faith unstoppable. Let's get started. Jesus, family, daily life coaching equals diaper changes, spaghetti in the hair, mom life moments, cold coffee, tea, and a whole lot of giggles. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down, let's be friends. Hi, my name is Angelica Stanley, and I help mamas unleash their God-given purpose, overcome mindset roadblocks, set effective goals, create the ultimate business and family roadmap aka strategies from heaven by providing daily life coaching that will help you mama live your dream of serving your family and your calling while creating streams of income by writing your story, speaking from your story and launching the business to coach others from the outcome of your overcome. That's right. So if this is for you, welcome to the 10 a.m. Connection. So the first question that we're going to dive deep into with Faith Unstoppable, I just love that title. Thank you, Lord, (laughs) Um, is pretty much an opportunity for you to look at the understanding of unstoppable faith in the midst of adversity, um, Uh, trial, perseverance, endurance, all of that kind of stuff. And the reason why I want to share that with you mostly is because we find ourselves in situations that um, kind of, we really don't take the time to reflect because we have so many things going on. Okay. And so unstoppable is it's, it's an adjective and it's defined by the Oxford language dictionary is impossible to stop or prevent. And so I want to encourage you with faith unstoppable, a descriptive or the word used in a sentence, it states an unstoppable army, an army of faith, faith and unstoppable army. Oh, Hallelujah. So today I want to, before we like really dive deep and look at your priority management system and what that is and, you know, all of that great stuff, I'll talk about that more um, at the end of the podcast, but it's, I want to talk to you about when faith and love clash, what do I do? So when faith, I want to talk to you about, okay, so the best way that I could do this is breaking it, breaking it down. You have a calling by faith. You know that you are to walk something out. You know that God purposed you for this. You know that this is happening. And then everything possible in love in your life. And I'm talking about tangible things. 
the things that you know, your relationships, your children, your marriage, all of those things, when your faith and love clash, what do you do? You might be asking yourself, what do I do? A lot of times we need something tangible. We need something that is going to encourage us through the storm, through the things that we're going through because we, we're we struggling. We're, we're having a hard time like, God, you're, you called me to this. I know that this is for me, but everything is falling apart. Why, why, why do I struggle with being able to communicate these things? Why do I struggle with being able to get this done? You know, why, 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 right? We're asking all of these things. And one of the things that has always encouraged me is being able I, I had sent an email and if you're part of our email list, I had sent, you know, an introduction to the well into purpose, uh, masterclass. And I talked about, um, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, communication, you know, it's, it's the go-to the key to any relationship or anything is communication. And for me, it's to hear to hear, to hear, to hear the person and to, to hear what the person is saying, to actually understand and, and not hearing like, like, cause we can listen. We listen to, you know, ask yourself this. Are you listening to a conversation in order to answer or are you listening to hear genuinely, empathetically what the person is going through? To, to hear the pain, to hear the frustration, to hear um, what's being communicated, what's presenting. So that when your time to speak the Holy Spirit leads you in that way of saying what is needed to be said, not what you believe you need to say. Does that make sense? So I'm drinking some tea. But um, the reason why I say that is because a lot of times we want to hear things. Um, we only want to hear what we want to hear. Okay, so here's the other side of it. We only want to hear what we want to hear. We only want to hear what makes us feel better. We only want to do things that make us feel good. Faith unstoppable. It's impossible to, unstoppable means impossible to stop or prevent. So I want to ask you, are you only hearing things Okay, are you only hearing things that you want to hear because the truth is impossible to stop or prevent? The truth. So we only listen and hear what we want to hear because we know deep down that the truth is impossible to stop or prevent. The, and the question is, 
When faith and love clash, what do I do? When faith and love clash, what do I do? A lot of times we can talk about not leaning on our own understanding, right? So leaning on your own, leaning on your own understanding has often been in Proverbs 3 verse 5. It's often an opportunity for us to break down our situation in the simplest form. Okay. The, the simplest of the elements. So you have one person, a person B having a conversation and in that conversation, faith, unstoppable and love, love. We are to, uh, you know, Jesus said, love yourself, love your neighbors, right? That's the commandment. That's what we are supposed to be doing. And so how is your faith, your unstoppable faith and the love of loving yourself and loving your neighbor, how, when those clash, what do we do? How, how do we, how do we be, be who God created us to be in that moment? And I truly believe that whenever there's that clashing or there's that, you know, opposition or a spirit of offense, a lot of times we're not able, we're wanting to listen to get the answer so that we can one up somebody or so that we can have the the way out right so we got to figure it out because we're coming from a place of chaos we're coming from a place of an unsettled spirit our spirit's moving around too much we're not allowing the holy spirit to dwell and to provide us what we need because we're living in a state of fear and for God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So in the midst of adversity and in, in, in a conversation, just genuinely sitting there in love. And yes, a giggle will come out. And yes, you know, certain things, You're. it's almost like you're having two conversations because you're heeding the Holy Spirit and you're listening to what the person is saying. You're hearing, you're receiving it. And it's a, it's a transactional conversation. So you're receiving, you're hearing what they're saying and you're speaking to God on their behalf. You're saying, okay, God, what is it that you need me to do in this situation? I have this unstoppable faith. My, I'm, I know what your word says. I know what this is. I'm, how do I serve this person in love? I don't want to clash. How is this going to work? And I think one of the blessings is really breaking down the context of being able to look at Proverbs, the entire book of Proverbs, okay? But truly looking at Proverbs 3 in the lens of we are children, okay? We are God's children. And so being able to not lean on our own understanding in looking and reverential fear and love and awe and respect to God, God, how do I address your child, the person that I'm communicating with? Okay. How do, how do you want me to address them? <clears throat> so there's a little bit of that, but I wanted to transition this into, um, the second part, which is how do I manage my calling 
and be a wife and a mom at the same time. Mama, the truth, you don't. You think God didn't know that you would be asking that right now? Like, God, how do I manage my calling and be a wife and a mom at the same time? That doubt and control issue, the need for control, crept in long before you realized your calling to the biz, business world, to the ministry, to, you know, the book, the, the blog, the online boutique, the business plan, the for-profit, the non-profit. All of those things were there and placed, but God's purpose for you, right? So let's take a look at uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I actually pulled some, um, some theology and ministry um, from Theology Thursdays from Grand Canyon University. This is actually from January 5th of 2017. And I'll leave the link in the description so you can read about it. Um, it's from, this article is from Eric Hernando. And it's basically... Um, I'm just going to talk to you about the historical and the literary context of Jeremiah 29, 11, because I, I, I think it's great that everyone wants to quote this and talk about this. And, you know, for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future Jeremiah 29, 11. And I think it's, it's always encouraging and people are using it in context of, you know, encouragement. God knows the plans for you. He has his plans to do it, all of that stuff. But I really want to touch upon the historical context. And so in doing research and my own reading the entire chapter, I encourage you to read the entire chapter, you know, and Jeremiah wasn't, um, it wasn't a prophet that everyone wanted, cling to. Um, he was pretty, you know, pretty rough. He spoke to some pretty rough situations, Okay. And let me just give you this understanding, um, what I'm learning as well, um, through this and sharing this with you, um, just trying to find tangible resources for you to, you know, reach and click the link in the description and go read more and look and, and find more. Okay. Of course, start in your Bible. Okay. And then, but it's always great to just learn more. Okay. And, you know, heed the Holy Spirit, ask God, you know, where do you want me to go with this? But for the historical context of Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah spoke these words to Jews who had been living under the domination of the Egyptian and the Babylonian empires before eventually being carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So Hernando in this article, he states that one can only imagine what it would be like to live under the domination of our enemies and then to be forced by these enemies to leave your homeland and settle in a foreign country. This week in, um, in Well Valley, we're talking about joy and peace in persecution. And I, I, I really like Jeremiah 29, 11, the chapter, and I encourage you to read it because it's, he's, God is, you know, prophet Jeremiah is given word from God, the plans I have for you, the plans he's telling them, the 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future in the midst of their persecution, in the midst of their captivity, in the midst of being dominated um, by their enemies. Okay, so the literary context um, through here, Hernando is letting us know that we discover from the previous chapter that Jeremiah has just pronounced judgment upon upon the false prophet Hananiah. Okay, so Hananiah had told the people that God would break the yoke of Babylon and freeing the people to return home within two years. Well, his message undoubtedly sounded appealing to the people, right? Because they'd been under all of this. Well, it was a lie and resulted in God removing Hananiah from the face of the earth. That's Jeremiah 28, 15, 17. So instead, Jeremiah tells people they would live in Babylon for at least 70 years. Therefore, they should settle down, build houses, marry, and even pray for peace and prosperity of the city in which they now found themselves in, which is Jeremiah 29, 4 through 10. So Jeremiah 29, 4 through 10 is the pretext, right, of kind of letting you know what's going on. And then he drops Jeremiah 29, 11. So when when understood in context, we discover that the words of Jeremiah in 29, 11, they were spoken to people in the midst of hardship and suffering. People who were likely discerning an immediate rescue, like they want, they're discern, desiring an immediate rescue. So Hernando does a really great job, I believe, of breaking this down and letting you just kind of dive deeper in understanding that in the midst of hardship, in the midst of suffering, you're wanting an immediate rescue, okay? So think about in current times how we're wanting a ways out of things, you know, all of the things that we're facing in today's world. And are we listening to things? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are we listening to things that are medicating the symptoms instead of healing and addressing the wound? Okay. Are we listening and doing things that medicate symptoms instead of healing and addressing the wound. So Hananiah, from what uh, Hernando in this article was talking about on Theology Thursday, he states that Hananiah lied about an immediate rescue because that's what the people wanted to hear. But God's response is not to provide immediate escape from the difficult situation. Rather, God promises that he has a plan to prosper them in the midst of their current situation. So I want to encourage you to think about what it is that you're currently going through and how God has made a way out of no way in the How have you prospered in the midst of things like all odds stacked against you and God makes a way out of no way. Okay. And the reason I say that is I want to, you know, we're talking about faith unstoppable, I want to usher us over to Hebrews 11 because I'm from the, and this is from the new King James version. 
And it's, it's by faith we understand. Verse 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. For by faith the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, By faith we understand the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the reason why I encourage you and want to I want to encourage you to read the entire chapter of Hebrews because it talks about Abel and it talks about, you know, Cain and Abel, where in verse four, it says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts and thought it thought it he being dead still spe- though he's still being dead he still speaks so even though Cain killed Abel the righteousness of Abel through his gifts and and the and sacrifice to God still speaks today okay and then it talks about Enoch and then it continues on and talks about Noah Noah and Abraham faithful Abraham right the father of faith and you know heavenly hope and the, and the reason why I encourage you and I want to encourage you to read Hebrews, Hebrews 11 is because, you know, last week we talked about faith, hope, and love. The greatest of them of these is love. And this week we're talking about faith, unstoppable faith, and being able to look at our circumstances in, you know, persecution and, you know, um, our adversaries or anything, enemies, the things that we can do to walk in joy and peace and truly, truly love, love our neighbors, love our enemies, pray for our enemies, pray for, pray for everyone, whether we agree or we don't, whatever it is, just prayer and being able, going back to that first part, when faith and love clash, what do we do? Being able to hear and heed the sound and the words and the unction of the Holy Spirit to communicate to God's child okay in love and so i i want to transition from we went from jeremiah 29:11 to and kind of breaking that down to hebrews 11 because it's talking about faith right and so i want to talk to you about proverbs 22:6 and i love this because it says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it well you know, the question is, how do I manage my calling and be a wife and a mom at the same time? And I responded in the beginning of this, you know, you don't. You think God didn't know that you were going to be asking all these questions? Like, how do I manage it all? How do I manage? You don't manage your calling, being a wife and being a mom. Um, I don't believe that we manage it. I, I, I really don't because then that would be us leaning on our own understanding. Um, the, the, no, I'm just kind of, I, what I do is I, I really encourage the expansion or the looking at thoughts in a different perspective. And then of course you go to God and stay in the lane and where he needs you to go, but it's to expand your mind in the, the capability and the understanding of if we're managing it on our own understanding, we're having difficulty. But if we are being managed by 
the author and the finish, finisher, we're heeding the Holy Spirit, we're hearing, we're getting our directives and our orders from God, what are we worried about? What are we stressing about? Then for we only need to be in the perspective of heeding the Holy Spirit and watching where God prospers in the midst of captivity, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a struggle, we're watching for the blessings, if that makes sense. We're, we're waiting in great expectation. So the word manage is defined by the Oxford Language Dictionary is be in charge of a company, establishment, or an undertaking, administer, run. Um, so an example is the elder son managed the farm. Another example is succeed in surviving or in attaining one's aims, especially against heavy odds, how you cope. Um, Catherine, an example is Catherine managed on five hours of sleep at night. So in the context of the flesh, these are examples of, yes, you do have to, if you're running a business, you do manage things. If you're running a home, you manage things, you know, the, the grocery list, the laundry, you're managing the business, you know, all of these different things. You're yes, you're managing those things. Yes. But I'm talking about when you're talking to God and it's like, how do I manage my calling and be a wife and a mom at the same time? And I'm saying, you don't manage it. He does. We're able to manage and steward the daily life things through his authority and through his power. He leads you. He He gives you the direction, the directive. He says, do this, do that, do this. He, You're being led. And you are able to manage through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So... A lot of times we get stuck in this overwhelm of, oh my goodness, all of these things I have to do and all of these kinds of things. And really it's us leaning on our own understanding. It's really us like getting in the trap of leaning on, on our own understanding. Going back to Jeremiah 2011, when, um, when I was talking to you about what Hernando had mentioned in his context for the Theology Thursday um, article that you can read, uh, click the link in the description. But it, he says, you know, you can only imagine what it's like to live under, like under your enemy's complete dominion, right? So they're controlling everything. Jeremiah tells the people that they would live in Babylon for at least 70 years. Therefore, they should settle down, build houses, marry, and even pray for the peace and prosperity in the city in which they now found themselves. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 10. So, how are you praying for peace and prosperity in your current situation, in your current, like if God is leading, leading you to manage certain things. How are you praying for peace and prosperity in your current situation? Okay. That's truly to me, correct me if I'm wrong, applying Jeremiah 29, 11 in its full context. And I encourage you to read it and dive deep. Because it's in the face of adversity, okay? Being able to catch the blessings in that. So the reason why we were at tw Proverbs 22, 6 is because we always talk about, you know, raise them in the way sh they should go. Moms, raise your kids in the way they should go. Raise them in the way that they should go. 
And you don't necessarily know the future for your children, but you do believe that in whatever circumstance, you know, peace and prosperity over your child in whatever, you know, plane or level or wherever they're at is governed by God. Okay. And we raise them in the way that they should go so that when they get older, they don't depart from it. So they always have a firm foundation. They always know where they came from. Okay. They're, they can fly because they have roots where they came from. And I think I'm going to transition to this. And this was really encouraging if, and I've always said this, if we are to raise our children in the way that they should go, and we have a calling on our lives and we're saying, you know, how do I manage my calling and being a wife and being a mom? God already knew that we were going to have this question, that you were going to have this question. And I want to lead you to Psalm 32, 8. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. So if we read Psalm 32, um, David, he's, I'm just going to read, it says, and Psalm 32 has 11 verses, so I'm going to read it, but it says, for verse one, and this is from the NIV, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Verse two, blessed is the one who sin whose sin the Lord does not count against them and who and in whose spirit is no deceit verse 3 when I kept silent my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long verse 4 for the for day and night your hand was heavy on me my strength was sapped and in the heat as in the heat of summer verse 5 then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transition, transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave my guilt of my, the guilt of my sin. Verse six, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not teach them. Verse seven, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Verse eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Verse nine, do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and brittle or they will not come to you. Verse 10, many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the ones who trust in him. Verse 11, rejoice in the Lord and be glad. You righteous sing, you, all you who are upright in heart. So, I wanted to transition this because, and if we look at that, we have Jeremiah 29, 11, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Talking about, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Transitioning into Hebrews 11, 
where you get to see people who have walked out with faith unstoppable. Okay, a faith unstoppable. And then Proverbs 22, 6, addressing, you know, the the family concept, the raising of children and encourage you to read all of the, you know, the context, the chapters in full context. And then Psalm 29 or excuse me, Psalm 32 talking about, um, I believe is the adult perspective. Okay. The, the, the adult perspective of raising us the way in the way that we should go, because if we are to raise our children in the way that they should go, Proverbs 22, six, when we get to Psalm 32, it's talking about us and David, you know, saying, so I mentioned just a second ago, it slipped out and it said Psalm 29. So I'm going to read this. It says, give, it's called praise to God in his holiness and majesty. Hallelujah. Verse one, give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah. Verse three, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. Verse four, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse five, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. Verse six, he makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. Verse seven, the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. Verse eight, the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. Of Kadesh. Verse nine, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. Verse 10, the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and the Lord sits as king forever. Verse 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. From transitioning to there, I want to transition and we're going to end on why does my one thing pull me from my priorities? So as we're closing this podcast, after everything that we've talked about, I want you to ask yourself, why does my one thing, okay? The one thing, remember we talked about, let's define your one thing, your calling, your passion, your stay up all all night, the business, the book, the blog. Why does my one thing pull me from my priorities? Well, before we can define our one thing, what are your priorities? Are you going to decree and declare Jeremiah 29, 11 in the midst of the storm that you're going to find, you're going to pray for peace and prosperity and watch for the blessings of God. Are you going to have a faith unstoppable 
found and exampled in Hebrews 11? Are you going to have faith unstoppable in continuing to raise your children in the way that they should go? And in Psalm 32, 8, are you going to have faith unstoppable in developing and learning and stewarding and hearing the direction that God needs you to go in? I pray this encouraged you, Mama. I really pray this encouraged you. And I pray at the end of this, you're able to really define priorities and really address the reason why that one, your calling is pulling. Why does it pull you away from your priorities? Is that God? And addressing those things. Okay, mama. So I pray this encouraged you. And as always, I have a special message for you at, at the end of this. Stay tuned. Hey mama, as always, thanks for tuning in to the 10 a.m. Connection. I have a question for you. Are you ready to kick your faith, family, and focus in high gear and take action in 90 minutes? That's right, 90 minutes. I have created a masterclass that is exactly what you need as an aspiring mompreneur looking to just start the dream business by setting priorities in faith and family so that you so that your focus brings clarity toward the dream business God has purposed you for. Now, finding peace in prosperity in the midst of a storm. My sister, it's time to finally kick confusion and chaos in the teeth, okay? So I want to invite you to click the link in the description of this podcast or visit wellvalley.org forward slash well into purpose and join me for 90 minutes on April 28th, 2021. So you can finally put faith and family in focus without losing sight of your God-given purpose, okay? So this is for you if you have been struggling with feeling like you can't seem to make traction, okay? So on one side of things, you're able to reach a goal, but then on the other side of things, things seem to fall apart. So then the mom guilt, the anxiety, the depression, the sadness, all of those things, they creep in um, from expectations of you needing to get it all together, okay? So you find, you're still finding yourself struggling with gaining clarity towards your purpose, your dream, and your future for your family beyond your home, okay? And it's maddening sometimes. It can, it can drive you nuts. In this free masterclass, you will learn how to make faith within your daily life a priority. That faith unstoppable mama, that unstoppable faith so that you can start working from a place of peace and not chaos. You'll learn to process through your unique productivity management system by working with a customized free Trello board that will engage parts of your brain needing to develop in focus. So that's where I'm going to close on this with. And I encourage you to head over to wellvalley.org forward slash well into purpose and register because once you register, not only are you going to get a whole bunch of freebies and goodies um, for, you know, developing as a mompreneur, a business plan and, you know, daily life routine support, but I'm going to provide you a 
productivity management system that from scratch, okay, I'm going to teach you how to use it found in Trello. It's a free service tool where to help you start managing, managing the things, okay, the tangible things that God has laid on your heart and it's, and we get stuck in that overwhelm, right? So God is managing us. He's leading us. He's giving us the directions, but we are to steward certain things. Okay. And this unique productivity management system allows you to develop and steward and see things, the big vision, the big picture. So if you want to learn more about this and you're really interested, I can't wait to see you on this masterclass. Go ahead and register, click the link in the description or hit or head over to wellvalley.org forward slash well into purpose. And I can't wait to see you for the live masterclass until next time on the 10 a.m. Connection.